This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Look at, look at who we sitting here with. <laughs> I don't even, I, I, introduction, I mean, we'll do an introduction, but I don't think it's needed. Anybody who's from where we from, legend. My dog. No, legend. Like, let's it's give amazing. it, let's, let's, let's keep it real. Research. From crossroads to <laughs> the NBA to everything that you've stepped in, you for real, for real. And you're the first, you're always the first, like always the first, like always constantly shifting the the narrative of the culture mm-hmm. so with that said i mean if y'all don't know baron davis <laughs> <LA's own. laughs> my man happening? chief johnson we on a sweet life we here at baron's spot we, we we here to like talk about all things positive and you are that man again you 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 really do uh you walk around like you are the you, you what la is like <laughs> no, for really appreciate that seriously yeah because you've been an advocator for so many so early also advocating for yourself but um let's let's jump into your story let's jump into what you're doing where you've been what's what's going on currently man currently um you know just working on uh kind of two one, one where i slick studio so we've been doing this for three years okay i don't know if this is like sweet life vibes is this, for you, is this you know bart I mean? oatmeal spot uh no nah, this is actually uh <laughs> the bart oatmeal spot is uh we got an oatmeal radio cafe okay. that's over there okay um but the goal for this really was like my first goal when i moved in here and before i moved in is i had all these ideas and i had ip and i was like you know writing scripts and coming up with, you know, uh, different ideas, you know, for the trademark of Black Santa. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So it was like, all right, we trademark Black Santa, you know, and then how can we like extend it to become like a bigger world? So then we trademark League of Santas. Then from there, it was like, well, we need a place that they all live in and like, what's the bigger world? And so we came up with Elish Academy. Okay. Uh, and basically, you wish Academy is like a place where dreams get fulfilled, right? Okay. Where magic happens. And so, your story is your superpower. And, you know, what we all kind of realized was, you know, you make it, you know, you're a kid, you make it, 
you're playing in the NBA, you're always this kid, you know what I mean? And then when you actually retire, you're like, damn, I'm actually not a kid, I'm an adult, you know what I mean? And the best thing about retirement is like being able to like live through your kids, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so when you look at, you know, what this new generation, you know, holds, right? It's like, how do we give these kids the tools to be successful? Right. Uh, Because we were never given those tools to be successful. Mm -hmm. We were giving the dreams. We're the dreamers, the people like they say we can't go over there. Why? You know what I mean? (laughs) And we're going or we're going to look over the fence and then, oh, I know so and so. And that's how we kind of like had to navigate and spend our time like cracking into industries, you know. And then from a local perspective, from L.A., it's like L.A., Creators, producers are always going to get overlooked unless we make noise in LA. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Why do you think that is? Uh, because I think that a lot of times, like, uh, you got to look at LA as a segregated place. Okay. And so this line of segregation of the hood to Hollywood mm. and everywhere in between. Yeah. Like an idea percolates here. You know what I mean? It keeps getting developed. By the time it gets here, there's been four or five different people either stealing yeah. it, you know what I mean? Know how to sell it yeah. and they're or taking it and like trying to recreate their own. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of the way I look at LA. That's why I built this place right in the middle because the studio was like, can we have our own studio? Can we have our own club, creator clubhouse? Can we have our own meeting where, you know, investors meet, right? And so, you know, LA never really had a studio. Um, and then LA never really had a cohesive, like, platform, right? And so yeah. when I think about a- athletes, when I think about me in LA, when I think about localizing, you know, the opportunities, then I'm like, all right, let's start with the kids. You wish. All right, you wish Academy. Let's get kids signed up to start learning about financial literacy. You know what I mean? Let's get kids, you know, highlighted, not just on their, you know, uh, being a one of a kind, but like what else? You know what I mean? And so, you know, helping these young kids that are in NIL, in high school, Mm. you know, be able to get development in front of camera, giving young kids the opportunity to interview these kids, not only them, but pros, uh, but, you know, basically building a platform that allows for youth sports to be, you know, kind of like cemented and and guard kept by the right people with the right integrity. So as these athletes start retiring their kids, you know, it's easier to pour into your kids and other kids, you yeah. know? And that was the thing is like, how can we build something like that? And then how can we share in the IP of Black Santa and stories and kids? And, you know, it's like one story is going to spark thousands of ideas. And so how do we be able to, you know, put that through a funnel as well? And so that was your wish. It was like, start with the kids. Then Slick was like, all right, who are we and what are we in our generation of sports, lifestyle and culture? You know what I mean? And in sports, lifestyle, and culture, like we are the pioneers of 
how all this shit came together. Yeah. So you wish you can't say shit, but slick, you can say shit, whatever you want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. And how do we, you know, sports is being covered by so many different angles. Once again, how do we take that and give perspective and culture to it? So LA, yeah. you know what I mean, has a sound, a tone, a view, a style, a look in music, art, fashion, entertainment, sports. Detroit, different from L.A. Yeah. Chicago, different from Detroit and L.A. Similar, but different. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so Slick was built to say, like, how can we kind of, like, build out, you know, these studio clubhouses, you know, in these different places where creators, executives, marketing people can come and, like, we can congregate and come up with ideas, you know yeah. what I mean, and content ideas to help amplify, you know, uh, kind of like those local artists yeah you know what i mean so when i touch down when people touch down in la we want them to be like yo i'm coming this to slip yeah you know it. what i mean and uh and then the third thing is business inside the game yeah and that's taking you know it's just t taking a kid from a pathway of financial literacy saying like yo if you're a kid star you know you wind up becoming you know a basketball icon you know what i mean when you retire what happens mm -hmm. and so if we can build that that financial funnel where they understand their worth their value their money you know by the time they get to the pros they'll already be prepared by the time they leave the pros they will be overly prepared in most of their um endeavors yeah, yeah. super diverse yeah and they will know like what they want to do and usually at the end of the day it goes back to kids, kids. and family and so yeah. that's just kind of like what I've been working on and like you know coming from here it's like one people gonna look at me and say oh it's BD from LA oh that's BD he went to Crossroads or it's BD played in the NBA and so a lot of it is like cutting away being pigeonholed and being boxed in yeah, and really allowing myself to get in different industries so I can figure out, okay, what is making this industry successful? Mm. Why don't we have a piece of that? What makes this industry successful? Why don't we have a piece of that? And then start to like create structures where I can identify the people and say, yeah. hey, like here's an opportunity, you know, to get from here to here. It's it's funny that you, when I listen to you and you say pigeonhole, because I never, I never, I, you're one of the athletes that I felt hasn't been pigeonholed because you made a cognizant choice, it seems early, uh -huh. like you were going to be in all these different spaces. I think the first time I met you, you were with uh, um, Warren. Mm -hmm. Uh, your yeah, okay, cash, yeah, 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 and you guys had a facility. And I was like, yo, I came from BD spots. You should see it, you know. But it's just funny that you feel like you're a pigeon cold because I feel like, again, you're one of the you're one of the beacons that have that has really helped mm -hmm. people see like the potential, the promise yeah. outside of you know 
Yeah, I think that's that's Yeah, I think that's the point. It's like you can't worry about where people are trying to place you. Yeah. You know, I've had agents say, Hey, you gotta get more famous and I'm like, What? Like, (laughs) all right, I'm not on that. You know what I mean? And I had people say, like, you gotta just do this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But there's also like like I'm not gonna say fans, you know what I mean? I just say people who like really fuck with me and like there's a lot of people watching me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I can feel it and so I can feel that responsibility. And so that's why it's like if I do jump over somewhere and be like, yo, this is da 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 like, you know what I mean? Like even uh like web three and crypto and all that, like I dove in head first to understand it, to understand what it needs what needed to be built to understand how who were all in our culture that were building shit for it and then what is the actual solution you know what i mean and so for me it was like man i'm gonna inspire or find you know the next generation that person for this that can that should be the one yeah you know what i mean and so that's kind of like and then now then when i learn it i can explain it and now like the people that I know that don't understand it, that are the right, best yeah. people positioned for it, yeah. it's easy to give them the information and let them become super successful in it because now you've identified like, yo, here's the ecosystem. Yeah. Here's a trusted ecosystem. You know what I mean? And so people are watching, right? And people be like, yo, you in that? Like, I'm dope. I want to do this. You know what I mean? And Got so it. it's like, how can we unlock these potholes yeah as opposed to you just putting your name attaching your name to things you're actually a student of the game too and you're learning so it makes it more authentic when you do approach people and you're like yo i do want to get involved with this wanted to ask like when did you when did storytelling and content and the financial things when did that kind of start clicking in for you was it towards the beginning of your career the end of it like what 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 prompted that in you? I think for storytelling, uh, it was just, I always say, like, I had to have an incredible imagination to block out all the things that I saw as a child. Yeah. And that could possibly hinder you from getting to where you needed to go. And, like, yeah. And, like, thinking about, like, looking at people in a different way. mm Right. So like the crackhead wasn't just a crackhead. You know what I mean? It wasn't a crackhead. You know what I mean? Like it was a it was a person. You know what I'm saying? They just used. You know what I mean? It was just used drugs. But like who was it, it? Like nobody was afraid of that. Like you couldn't be afraid of something that you saw every day or people you saw every day. But it was crazy to see like. People go from real people to that to that. And then, you know, gangs and violence and all that. So I think, I think just growing up in that environment, you know what I mean? I had to create these stories and stories for these people that I would not be afraid of. You know what I mean? That you had empathy for. And awareness. You know what I mean? You know, and awareness. And it was, you know, you just, is you caught in like some crazy situations and it's not just my story but it's also watching other people too 
watching your best friend go to jail for life. You know what I mean? Like, you know, seeing that person like two blocks away getting arrested and it's like, damn, dude, I'm never going to see this dude probably ever again. You know what I mean? In life. And then going to Crossroads. Then going to Crossroads and coming home for the riots and seeing people carrying like furniture on it. You know what I mean? And water in the backyard. So I think all of those, those are stories. Those are. Those are like vividly in my, you know, like life as a child. So when I went, you know, so as a kid, so kind of blocking that off, meeting all these different people and just trying to like create stories. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I could always have, you know, like, this world that I could live in that would, you know, kind of like mirror, uh, create kind of like a, a mirror wall, you know what I mean? Of what was actually outside, you know what I'm saying? Of what I was doing from a basketball perspective. And then I think that just kind of became like an interesting thing as the rooms start getting bigger and bigger or the maze that I was building for myself. So like financial literacy came uh, I think early, you know what I mean? It's like when you, when you don't have a lot and you come into a lot and then things are missing, you're like, hold on, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, this is not how that works. And you start asking questions. And so I think for me, it's like curiosity on that side, trying to figure out how to unwind that Rubik's cube. Yeah. was like big for me and like figuring out how can I make myself independent enough so I can be able to understand that mm-hmm. to find the best. It's always about like understanding and trying to find the best people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it, it's, it's still, I know contractual and music and NBA and all these things like, but it still trips me out that there's so many people that still, are in extremely horrible contracts. So they go, they blow through all their money really, really fast with the wealth of knowledge that's out there. And then also people like yourself, right? Who I feel like you've made, you you have platforms and you made yourself obtainable to, for people to receive knowledge. And does this still, do, do a lot of NBA players reach out or is there, you ever thought about like getting involved with them to help more you know, with the financial literacy portion of it, because I feel like that still plagues so many professional athletes in general. Yeah, I think, uh, one, yes, for sure. Um, And I think it started with the kids. You know, I think that's why we built the U.S. platform. And then with big business inside the game, you know, uh, I think you said it. It was like you give people game. It's like I'm trying to learn the game so I can unlock the game. And so... (laughs) How does that, it always goes back to how did, how and who was that person that I know from my basketball life, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so I think from a financial literacy standpoint, like now with big is like, how do we unlock these industries? How do we unlock these superheroes? These people who really care, right? Who want to reverse the narrative, right? And then how do you put the athletes directly with those people? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think, it, you know, the the number one thing is, like, you'll get the money, but they don't give you the instruction. Mm. And so... Well, how to sustain it. 
right. or even what scale. it is. Yeah, it yeah. ain't even scaling is what it is. And so the information is there, but there's not a great deal of understanding mm. from this side of the financial ecosystem of who this person is. Mm. And so you're just paying their bills. You're just giving them money. You're just giving them bad advice and telling them to invest, you know, here when they, you know, their superpower may lie in another industry. And so it's really just an underappreciation, underlearning, you know, of athletes, what they're capable of, you know what I mean? And so a big part of that for me with big is to unravel that, right? Is to allow athletes to wake up in the morning, go into their app and be like, oh, that's a cool company. Oh, that's good information. Hey, here's something that I can participate in physically. Here's something that, or a workshop I want to learn about, you know, medical, you know, uh, medical tech, right? Here's a workshop for this. I want to learn about e-commerce. You know what I mean? And so now, you know, for big, it's really like, how do you build micro communities around thought leadership? Mm-hmm. And then how do you service that, you know, from a content perspective, where now the athlete is just like, this is who I want to be when I grow up. Oh, I want to be like this in the next five years. But it's yeah. all kind of like in a guided ecosystem with people who really want to share information, share knowledge. Love that. Love that. Do you? So I'm getting into that space. (laughs) Yeah. So do you? So to hop back on that point really quickly. Um. You were saying that it's sort of an underserviced, like space in terms of there's just sort of this cookie cutter conveyor belt. Mm -hmm. I got a CPA. And he pays my bills and da 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 da. But again, like you said, the the unlocking of the knowledge. I, I've often watched, you know, the the information that you you've been given and the information that let's say. X. Okay, we'll say X. Yeah. Okay, we'll say <laughs> X is given. Okay, we'll say X is given. Why do you why do you think there's there's this totally different information I'm, I'm, given. I'm, I'm older. You know what I mean? We all start the same. Some of us, you got, you know, some of us come from families and parents who worked all their life and know all that shit too. So, you know, I think there's a huge misconception around, you know, athletes really being taken advantage of versus athletes who are, you know, doing really well and taking advantage of their situation the ones that are being taken advantage of right those are the ones that need the help but what i'm asking here i I think i need to be more specific how are they retaining the information is tom brady getting the same information that you got at at his start is he getting the same information that you got i mean it's all it's all the same information is it think about it it's just Who's around you to help you craft that information? You know what I mean? Is it your mother and your father? Does your mother and your father have uh, godparents that, you know, are lawyers in the entertainment business or CPA? You know what I mean? Like the first thing is like, let's start with a million dollars, right? Okay. 
You got a million dollars. So the first thing you're going to do. I'm talking, to, I mean, I'm dealing with my financial Bullshit. When you're 19. You're 19 years old. You got a million dollars. What are you about to do? Oh, now we You, back then. Back then. Yeah, what are you going to do? Range Rover. Buy a car. I'd have probably tried to buy my mom a house. Okay, so you're going to put some money down. That's bad, but I'm just saying, that's what I would have done. Right, Because I've been taught, that's what we've been taught. Like, we want to take care of our That's not bad. Yeah, okay. It's not bad. It's just what you've been taught. You haven't been... You've been told. Mm-hmm. Mm. You haven't been taught. Yeah. Because if you were taught, I got a million dollars on a buy my mom a house, then you would know how <laughs> to spend that million dollars to get your mom a house. Yeah. You'll know that there's property taxes and that there's escrow and like... Somebody. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And so there's a... Think about an upper class... Of information, how it's kept and being retained. There's a middle class, and then there's a lower class, and so it's the same information. It's just who's translating the information for kids like me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm kind of okay. You know what I mean? I'm kind of okay being BD. You know what I mean? But like a lot of other dudes that I seen and got drafted with and things like that, like they were not okay. You know what I mean? And so like you start seeing people and you start comparing yourself like, damn dude, like I know what I got, I know what they got, I know how they live, I know how I live, like damn something ain't something ain't right. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I also live a certain way. We also live a cer- certain type of way, but it's just a different way that I do it than they do it. Yeah. And so that's, for me, is like really the community and the ecosystem of talented individuals and young people that we should now, as you know, our generation, be looking to take care of that next 19-year-old take care of that 25, 26 year old, you know what I mean? Um, and information is key. Teaching them is one, you know, another thing, but like for athletes, we got to kind of be like hands on. Yeah. Yeah. We learn by making mistakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Repetitive, repetition, repetition. So a part of big business inside the game is like, don't be afraid to transition into, you know, your after career. Don't be afraid to start that process, you know, and be able to switch that process up as you're going through that career because there should be, you know, this wealth of information, right, and teachings and people that you know you have a safety net to, like, figure out what you want to be. Yeah. NIL and there's no rush. You know what I mean? There's no rush to that. NIL has definitely expedited that 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 education though that you gotta you gotta get it a lot earlier. Yeah, I mean it's just kinda like it's the same thing. It yeah. it's all the same thing. And it's like where what part of the chain do you fix? Yeah. Yeah. Because Tom Brady gonna always be cool. You know what I mean? LeBron gonna be cool. Yeah. Um it's the other other people who 
want to be that. And it's like, you can be that. You can be a Tom Brady. You can be a LeBron. You know, maybe not on the court or in the field. You can be the best you can on the field. And you can be the best and reach your highest capacity of business. Yeah. And maybe be even luckier than, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even luckier than they are. Or even just as potent as a business person or well-respected. You know, it's just understanding your level, level of capacity and where you are. Yeah, I think the uh, power of knowing yourself and, like you said, being able to identify what your whatever that craft is, whether it's basketball or baseball or football, like outside of that, what 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 is your passion? Yeah. I think a lot of people don't identify that or they never really take the time to do it because sometimes I think education in a world now where instant gratification is so key. Yeah. People don't want to go and do that. Even for themselves, it's like you don't want to take that time to like read a book or, you know, watch some you know, earn your leisure and learn about finances or some of those other things because you rather watch that thirty second clip that gives you like whatever it is in that yep. moment. So the platform that you build in is so incredible. And I think that's what Need we're it trying to do with this and you know we've been at it for a year and you know a lot of people have approached us and they they try to be like oh you guys got to get like the controversial part of things and we're like that's not what we're trying to build here yeah, because like, we are also older too yeah. and our our my purpose now is to disseminate the information that's been taught to me what a, yeah know. for sure bro like we got like Now I gotta show WTF. It's ignorant. We can be ignorant. Yeah. We can be funny. We can be, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, it's enough of that shit. You know what I mean? And I think that, and not to knock nobody's shit, but like people be posture. Mm. And if we keep watching the same shit, we're gonna get lost. And those 30 second clips about the drama, you know what I mean? So I appreciate what y'all doing because we need to create more mediums. That's the goal of BIG, create more conversations around thought leadership that allow people to like be comfortable speaking, be comfortable sharing their superpower, you know what I mean? Um, One of the, and BIG is collective oriented, so one of the collectives is BIG Dreams, right? And it's all about, you know, storytelling. It's all about, you know, financial literacy and how can we, you know, uh, better evolve as a community, raising family, raising kids. It's just really about the information, the gathering to seek out, like, how do we raise a better generation? How do we be more inclusive? How do we, you know, uh, how do we be more forward thinking? You know what I mean? How do we not lose old school values as well. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. if you get the right people talking about it, you get the right um, ecosystem of people kind of championing that, we're going to identify and be able to, you know, to um, amplify uh, all those right people and those voices through the platform. Yeah. You know, and then have the ability to like, you know, invest in the ones that we know we want to wrap our arms around and, you know, help them bring, you know, to life. In, in regards to your superpowers, Baron Davis's superpowers, uh, who was who was the first person to sort of, hey, Baron, 
you can go here. Uh, and, and and then ultimately that leading to you also want to know how from where you were how you got to crossroads because mm-hmm. I think that's an important part of your yeah journey. uh you know my grandmother wanted me to go to a better school than the school out drew middle school I was gonna have to go to okay uh at the time in the time period it was just you know it was cracking mm-hmm. it was not that great to be riding a bus uh kid that I went to school with that was friends used to hoop with got killed at the bus stop so my and the bus stop is the same bus stop I would have to take the one across the street going the other way uh but she didn't want me to do that my AAU coach Thaddeus McGrew he was like damn dude Baron Baron could be Baron could get along with anybody I think that's what he was thinking. You know what I mean? It was like a lot of people were thinking for me and praying for me. You know what I mean? And looking out. And he sponsored, he worked at K-Swiss. He sponsored like four or five high schools because he was like the director of marketing. And we were sponsored by K-Swiss. And I think he saw the point guard. Uh, His name was Trayvon Muhammad, but it was Trayvon Dugar at the time at Crossroads. And Trey was like 5'6", 5'7", if that. Uh, and he was like, damn, dude, that's Baron. That could be Baron in high school. Like, he can go somewhere, play high school basketball, probably start being this small because I was the tiniest dude. And he was like, uh, him and my grandma started talking. Crossroads coach Daryl Roper came and saw me play. And Daryl Roper went to Fremont High. So he was from that area. His niece was going to Crossroads and got accepted. You know, her mom was a professor at Santa Monica College. Wow. And so, like, it was, like, everything. And then they lived on 79th. We lived on 85th. So it was on the other side of Fremont. We was close to Manchester. And so that's kind of, like, how it happened. It was just people pulling, you know, mm-hmm. went toward the school. I was like, oh, you're a cool little kid. Like, I was tiny, bro. I was, like, a, you know, I was a tiny little innocent kid. And, you know, I think that, for me, it was more so, like, I would say I was always a project mm-hmm. at Crossroads because it was, like, they never had somebody like me, you know what I mean? And so it was like a uh, an understanding <laughs> of growth, yeah. you know what I mean? From oh. the time I got there to the time I left, you know what I mean? It's like it allowed me to understand a lot of shit that I probably wouldn't have understood, you know what I mean? And there were two sides you know what I mean? There were two brains. Yeah. One that can click and and be traumatic. You know what I mean? And one that could click in, be focused and appreciative and be like, damn, dude, like, I ain't got to worry about a lot of the shit that causes it. Like, I can worry about, I don't, I can worry about that on my ride home. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't have to worry about, you know, boxing on the boat, on the bus or you know, what at school, all that, you know, all yeah. those things that, you know, you would have to worry about. I didn't really have to worry about none of that. You know, I just had to worry about getting dropped off, going home, going to the house, do my yeah. homework. If there's some, you know, if there's some daylight outside, Catch you know, I'm going to South Park <laughs> Elementary. I'm about to, you know. So that was my granny's only concern. And she would like walk across the street and be like, yo, street lights, you gotta Let's go. <laughs> I'd be like, come on, yo, this is a night game. Like it's cracking. 
but we couldn't even see at night. But we'll be out, out. We'll play all, you know, as soon as I can get home. But when I started going to Crossroads, I wasn't getting home until like five, six, some nights. Wow. It was real. So it was like work, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like a real, like, like job. But that all those people pulled in, you know, uh, shout out to Paul Cummings. He was a headmaster. Uh, he got me braces. Damn. You know, he was like, yo, man. You uh you need to have a like you got a good smile like we go I'm gonna get you braces so you can have a better smile so you you know what I mean so you can learn how to speak they just like crossroads the advocacy was crazy crossroads was a place that it allowed you to be who you wanted to be and because I didn't know who I was you know what I mean and so it was a lot of that like you didn't know who you were you were ashamed from where you come from you didn't want to share your story. You know what I mean? And all these people are living in ton of these incredible stories. You're like, shit, man. Like, my life fucked up. You know what I mean? And then you realize, like, they're kids, too. Yeah. And so their parents be gone. My parents ain't around. You know what I mean? And it's like you start realizing that we back at you. We back at where I was a kid. Here's the story. Here's the situation. And I'm just asking questions and, you know, just trying to understand who these, you know, who these kids are, what this world I'm in. And it's like a much bigger world than like the four or five blocks I hang out in, you know, when I'm at home. That exposure is so important for kids, you know. Um, We talk about that, too, is just like being able to have those experiences to see outside of your neighborhood or you know just your friends and family like we moved around a lot when I was growing up and I was exposed to like white kids Hispanic mm-hmm. kids Indian kids like Asian kids and I was on all the types side. of different music yeah. and yeah. that shaped me and that helped me and like you said to be able to look at other people and understand like we might look different but we we go through a lot of the same things, you know. So you know, I I think exposing children to a lot of different things and situations and helps open them up and figuring out who they are and and all that too. It's fearful initially. You're fearful, but then again, you you find your way in that ecosystem. I remember like the homie literally dropped me off in Calabasas when Calabasas was when Mountain View Estates was first. Mm-hmm. starting and uh, it was a gentleman named norm harris who owns a place now called norm's rare guitars on ventor and van olden right now mm-hmm. you can go in there and buy guitars for like Bye. 15 20 grand and me and his son and he was he was just like basically looking out for me advocating for me like you can go far like you're gonna be in the music industry i was like how do you how, how did you how, how, do you did, how, how do you figuring this out i'm just telling you and he was i mean he was the first guy taking me to like games and i remember him taking me to the receipt country club and having to put on a jacket and all these different things and initially i was embarrassed because he would ask me like do you have a jacket to wear i was like bro come on 
Uh-oh. I'm from Springdale. <laughs> I'm from the west side of Long Beach. I, you know what I mean? I don't... What, what are we talking about right now? I don't have to... Tams, you don't have to wear a jacket at Tams. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, what are we talking I mean, about right now? Do, but... <laughs> you kind of do, but... But you know what I'm saying? But not that jacket. <laughs> not that you know kind I'm of jacket. Real talk. Real talk. You may have to have Or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> Damn, that's the game. You know what I mean? That's the no, that's gamble. the gamble. That's the gamble growing up with how we grew up. It's like, man, do I wear this jacket to Tams? You know what I mean? This bomber jacket to Tams. To protect, and like if I'm going to protect myself and I ain't got no protection, but I'm just letting, you know what I mean? I'm giving off the perception like, yeah. hey, don't fuck with me. <laughs> they going to fuck with me. <laughs> Right? Then yeah. you be like, you know what? I ain't going no jacket. I want neutral colors, t-shirt, basketball outfit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't mean no. I'm just going to give me something to eat. They going to fuck eat. with you then? Too. You know what I mean? So it's... it's <laughs> putting on a country club jacket is like, it's just as traumatizing. Because you're like, what the fuck am I walking into? What am into? I doing? Yeah. What am I and the jacket to? was his. It was way big. But he didn't have time. He didn't know I didn't have a jacket. Yeah. And they were going and to dinner on like, that Friday night. These people like, looking at me crazy. No, like, I'm sure. already, yeah, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, man. And I'm seeing all the, the real shit. The yeah. spoons and the forks. And, hey, grab that one first. And I'm like, Fire. Yeah, bro, this is crazy. But yeah. at the same time, it groomed me. Cause I'm in Mountain View Estates and I'm watching that gate open when I go visit the homies, like in the guard shack and all the houses being built up. And I'm like, yo, I could. This is this is this is this is a possibility. This is a real possibility. I'm. I don't know exactly how I'm gonna get there, but this is a possibility. Yeah. It's something you it's can something. see. It. It's tangible. And it's tangible. Now it's tangible. Now and it's that's tangible. what I think. Like we, you know, one. That's what you're creating. Kid, yeah, from a kid's perspective, is that, you know. I can, I can make up a dope story about my daddy to my kids. Why not? You know what I mean. Mm. And we have to start, and it goes back to Black Santa. We got to start building these characters and superheroes that are that have no flaws. That shows empathy. That shows like, hey, there is, like, there is an essence to what you are. Mm. The better you understand yourself, you know what I mean? And the better you understand, like, going back to, you know, uh, like, we have a shallow understanding of who we are. You know what I mean? Everything, everything we see is a shallow depiction of who we are. And so can we break that scar tissue? And allow for us to start with like characters that we own, characters that we can create, stories that we can create. You know what I mean? And that there is where our kids' imagination lie. You know what I mean? Because Fat Albert we had when we were young. You know what I mean? Hammer Man. (laughs) We can name them all. You know what I mean? And it got into the Proud family. you know, even the PJs, you know what I'm saying? It's like And also the things we were watching the shows, like, you know, we from the we from the like Cosby era. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? We from a different a world. Different world. You that know had what I mean? Impact. Yeah. Living you know single. Rock. Like 
finally, Martin, you know what I mean? Just different things like that. Uh, we got a chance to see ourselves, you know. Amen. That was a good show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, rock the garbage. The man. rock, right? Yeah. We like now we don't have none of that shit. Yeah. yeah. We don't have none of those. Yeah. Like we don't, and and everything that we get is just just a shallow approach of what and who we are, and it's not giving us it's and our kids the, the yeah, like a real like a real. Dreaming palette, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, everything keep is feeding like, them micro doses of, of, of shit. Yeah, it's like everything's through the eyes of like trauma, and that's why they have and, trauma. Yeah, because it's like, just they just want to know like who they are, who they can be, and like, you know, what they want to watch, or you know what I mean? It's the same shit we were as kids, like, nobody was paying attention to us, everybody was. You know, some some shit hit, a lot of shit didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, we had to figure out how to make these dreams happen, or wish ourselves into these spaces. Our kids just need to be empowered to feel comfortable being, being in the them. space, and for us to monitor. Because guess what? They're gonna change their mind. They're gonna want to go from superheroes to Pokemon to basketball cards. You know what I mean? To space to animals. You know what I mean? And so, like, our goal, our job is to like make them comfortable being like, "Hey, like, great, you can learn that and teach them." We're we're not teaching people shit. We're just arguing with each other about what everybody is saying. You know what I mean? And everybody's offended by everything that, you know, and so like the more we argue and the less we actually pour in, we're just missing a great opportunity to like further divide too. To build a build culture. Like people don't build culture anymore. Like they just use the word to say like, yo, we're we're appealing to culture, but it's like, man, you just it's just a fucking shallow approach to Yeah. What we're getting. You know what I mean? Like, name a movie that you love in the last five years. Name a movie that you like. God damn, dude, I got to watch that shit again. That shit is like... Nothing. Now, name two movies from Wait, your, in, regards from, from, in high school. Just... <laughs> name two movies in high school that you'd be like, yo, if that shit came on today, I'll watch it. I still watch it. The Wood. Watch it, the Wood. And Why? For me, the wood, it, you saw three, you know, black men who obviously had gone through college and everything. They were getting married. They were just, they were at this fork in the road in the life, but it was all this way. Yep. It was all this. And and that wasn't to say that they didn't have trials and tribulations because you saw this shit with the hood. Remember when he was going yeah. into the, they went into the, uh, the, the liquor store. store. Yeah. yeah. Homie was like. It, that's real because, shit. Right. That exactly. Happened. Yeah. That's exactly. Real from where I'm from, like Eddie's liquor, like, yo, on a Friday night, it could go down. It could go either all bad or somebody could be out there with some Cheetos. And eat. Like, you might see, you know, like you said, the neighborhood crackhead or the neighborhood drunk. 
And he would be like, yo, they not letting me in the store no more. I've been drinking all day. Go in there and buy me a beer and you can buy some Cheetos. And da, da, da. It could be that experience or it could be another experience. For me, it was like the West Side Longos lived right there. So it could be some whole Anything, other shit yeah. that's going to happen. But to see the way that we were able to navigate those things. And that's when we actually started having to figure out how to um, negotiate our existence, so to speak. Yep. Hell yeah. That's 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 the first that's the first that's, that's the first way. Yeah, but at least it's point. something you relate to. Yeah. That, you know I related I, mean? I there's like and then if somebody was in New York, they'd be like, Oh, that's what they deal with in LA. You know what I mean? We still deal with it. We just call it a bodega. Are we just Yeah, on our but stoop. it's more relatable. It's like relatable. it's like I can I want authentic New York shit. I want authentic shit from, from Atlanta. LA. New Orleans, Detroit, New Orleans. Yeah, like yeah. I wanted, I want those stories, you know. And the wood was not a shoot 'em up, bang bang movie. It was a comedy. You know what I mean? Pretty much to me, that yeah, shit was funny for as sure. fuck. Yeah. Um, but it's like we we don't have we don't have movies that like I I haven't seen a movie where it's like motherfucker is something. Yeah. There's something. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. We just I want another slave movie. I'm sorry. We like, yeah. It's like, man, we just on, you know, either we on trial for murder. I mean, I like Creed. I think Creed is 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 good. Is a good is a good version of like, all right, this is like our version of Rocky. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Yo, there was a show on. I was watching. A little bit, and it was nostalgic for me. It was um, the Wonder Years. They redid it. Yeah. With the Did you ever see it? No, nah, I didn't see so it. So they did it with the an all black cast. Oh, that's fire! And it was during the same time, and they they even connected the families. So the the family, the the black family, how they were connected to little Kevin Arnold's family was that Kevin Arnold's. Uh, Kevin Arnold's girlfriend Winnie on that show, her, her at the very beginning of the Wonder Years, he's killed in Vietnam. On the black show, the his uh, they was troopers. They were together, so that's a and yeah. then it, it, it starts from like '69 when King is killed and assassinated yeah. and blah blah blah, and just living in Mobile, Alabama, and going to the country and then not. Turmoil, like in the black film, yo, it's no, that's some good shit great. on, dude. It's some good great. shit on, but it's just like far and few. Yeah, how do we find it? You know, what I mean, it's so much watered down shit. It's like, yeah, how do you find yeah. the good shit? I want to watch that. I well, you're, that. I mean, you are, you are creating a, a platform for the new, the new creators. So you, you, you're gonna, you're going to see what you want to see. Yeah, because you're going to help. You're helping spearhead that. So that's beautiful. Yo, BD, thank you. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate you. So, appreciate you. This is a dope show. Looking man, forward anytime. to building more. Yep. And I'm um, excited about everything you got going on. And again, we appreciate your time, King. Nah, love, bro. Yeah. Nah, appreciate <laughs> you. Appreciate Let's do you, this man. more often, man. Let's see how we can Please. get, Let's see how get we can. y'all connected to what we're doing with Big and You Wish and, you know, whatever else we got with Slick with the studio. You know, yeah. our spot is your spot. Yeah.